0: Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we are back with our first new Music Friday episode of 2023. I'm here with contributor Serena Turos.
1: Hey, Robin.
0: WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, what's up, Robin? And from NPR Music and Pop Culture Happy Hour, Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. All right, we're going to do a quick rundown of our picks for the best new albums out now on January 13th, starting with Margot Price. Her new one is called Strays. This is the song Light Me Up.
1: Tell your mind is changing from the worry in your eyes Lord knows you've been trying while your life goes speeding by Empty bottles full of time Green and blue just like your worried eyes I wake up and reach for you in the middle of the night
2: Paranoid by cryptic dreams that left me so uptight. If the world turns out,
1: Margot Price's fourth album, and she's been really busy since her last one in 2020, called That's How Rumors Get Started. She wrote a memoir that came out in the fall and called Maybe We'll Make It, and she hosted her own podcast on the Sonos Podcast Network. And I feel like in that time she's really come into her own, not just as a songwriter or a storyteller, but also as a performer. She's been doing these really big vampy sets that are really infused with Southern rock. And she has just taken the energy of those live shows and turbocharged this new record, Strays. So, you know, she has her the root of her songwriting still in Americana, but now she, there's this beautiful Southern blues rock that's so invigorating. This opening song on the record is probably my favorite, uh, called Been to the Mountain. This opening line, is she says, I got nothing to prove. And I feel like that is just the statement of Stray's. She is here, back, and better than ever.
2: Yeah, man, there's just such desperation and fervor and this pleading quality to every line she sings, where you just hang on her every word. You know, she's, she's such a searcher, in a way, and always looking for new angles on things, new ways to come at music. Each record is coming to you from a, st- a slightly different genre outlook. And this one sprawls in such interesting ways. I mean, I-, I was not terribly surprised when I read that she and her recording partner and life partner, Jeremy Ivy went off to write this record and like did a ton of mushrooms. Love and, that. <laughs> and, and that comes through in the best of ways.
0: You say it's sprawling, Steven, and there really is an incredible range to it. There's glittery pop, like on a song called Time Machine. Uh- There's just that squelching rock that we heard on Light Me Up. There's something, I, I guess I would call it maybe synth country, which she she shows us on the song Radio, a collaboration with Sharon Van Etten.
2: I think I need to take some time now. And I want to turn my phone I just want to be alone. Just let me
0: And then there's this beatle psych pop on a song called Anytime You Call. And it, it includes this very George Harrison guitar solo on it.
1: Yeah, I think Margot Price is looser and freer than ever and so confident in what she has to offer. And, you know, one thing I really appreciate about her music and her abilities as a songwriter is that she sees the fault lines in society and through her hard-lived experience has held on to this anger at injustice. And I feel like that's a great feat of a heart to be able to not let go of the things that hurt you and to turn it into such blistering music.
0: Well, this feels like her magnum opus, right? Like, she's not just stretching, she's just really killing it all the way across this record. Strays is the album from Margot Price. Also out today is a new one from the artist known as Seven Davis Jr. It's called Saved by the Bell. This is the song Zero Press.
3: yeah for folks who don't know seven davis jr is a singer uh, producer and dj who's from houston uh, but is now based in san francisco and for a while now he's been exploring his own sound like carving out very unique space where gospel r&b and house music meet i get a lot of detroit techno spirit as well and this latest release saved by the bell it's only six tracks but it's so strong and the music is taking a lot of clear influences from prince (laughs) of course Totally. totally but also like filtering that influence through the context of dance music. I'm I'm really enjoying this one.
2: Well, you mentioned Prince. This record closes with a track called Wendy and Lisa. It's kind of a cover-slash-interpolation of I Would Die For You that takes that Prince influence that you hear throughout the record and really underlines it in Marker.
1: Yeah, I love this one. I feel like it's a real feat to be able to Take techno and make it so warm. I felt like this was just floating away on the spring breeze. I used this record to clean my house this weekend. (laughs) And, you know, it made that task into something pretty fun, which is, yeah, remarkable.
0: I don't know, John, what you think. I mean, it obviously has such a throwback 80s sound, but I couldn't tell if it was like he's paying homage to that era or if he's being ironic because... There's something kind of funny about it like like he's at least winking at us through it.
3: Yeah, I I feel the humor in the approach. I don't think that it's ironic or or nudging or like poking fun at this sort of thing. I I do feel homage in this music and, you know, I adore Prince and I adore Black electronic music and to see someone who, you know, for years has been creating like a unique approach to that sonic lineage has been a pleasure to hear and see uh, Seven Davis Jr. A lot of his records play out in DJ sets. They always like do what they need to do on the dance floor. (laughs) and. Yeah, it's, it's it's ill to see even like the the sound design and the production all over this record. It's an homage to the music of the '80s, but it's updated and it has a, a contemporary texture. Even as it's playing around with with a lot of the older like synth sounds and all of that. You know, the title track is this this uh, dark, heavy track, but then like these beautiful synth chords kind of come sweeping in. A lot of it reminds me of Prince, but then also Juan Atkins, or a lot of these records. It could be something from that Detroit Grand Pubas record that came out back in like the early aughts, Folks who were in the like techno and electro. So it's it's like a summation of a lot of great influences and rich influences. It's it's dark, it's sexy. It works in the headphones, and you know. I haven't been DJing in a while post-COVID, but I'm sure a lot of these records will work in the club, too.
0: The singer-producer, interdimensional artist. <laughs> Seven Davis Jr. with the album Saved by the Bell. Let's do one more before we take a quick break. This is the Toronto singer-songwriter Poolblood. Their debut album out today is called Mold. This is the song My Little Room.
3: Time is
2: Yeah
1: you know, it's interesting because I mistook this album as a pretty straightforward acoustic singer-songwriter sort of music. Miriam Saeed, who performs as Poolblood, and they've partnered with Shamir to help produce parts of this album. And it is a little bit more complicated than that, I think. You know, they have such a sweetness to their voice that it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security. but. There are all of these small little production choices that kind of, you know, you can feel a little sense of dread creeping in. And that felt really spot on to the experience of being an early 20 something and feeling really restless. And thematically, a lot of this album is picking apart the mundanities of everyday life for a sense of meaning. And then they'll take this subterranean cello sound on the song WFY. transform what the song is doing or you know a song like Beam is this just like fuzzed out distorted rumbling. It really kind of all, I think, makes you sit with this time period that is emphasized by the pandemic of not a lot is going on and you're trying to figure out what it all means. And in the end, the way that they sum up this record and the song that we heard, My Little Room, is just being thankful for the time that you have alone to figure out who you want to be.
2: Yeah, I think the intimacy of this record balances in a really interesting way with Maryam Saeed's upbringing, listening to hardcore and metal. I was really curious reading about that, that that informed a lot of this music, because if you're not listening very closely, if, you're, if you kind of put it on and walk into the other room, if you kind of put it on through laptop speakers, it can sound kind of like Serena said, like a bedroom folk record, you know, like any other. But there is a heaviness to these songs that comes through. It's, it's a very subtle record, but it has real power to it.
0: Yeah, this was the surprise and discovery of the week for me. I I don't know how Pool Blood wasn't on my radar before you flagged it for me, Serena, but it is just what I needed to ease into the new year, the whole record. It gets weird at times in, in ways that I really love, but it's just this long, beautiful exhalation. Poolblood is the artist. Their beautiful debut album out now is called Mole. We've got more music we want to highlight for you this week, including a new album from Belle and Sebastian. But first, we need to take a short break. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Serena Turos, John Morrison, and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best albums out now on January 13th. We start the second half of the show off with Belle and Sebastian. They surprised fans earlier this week by announcing a new album. It's out now. It's called Late Developers, and this is the song So in the Moment. Line kind of
2: You know, I I think if there's an overarching theme to the records that we're talking about this week, it's that they are more than you think they're going to be. Yep. Um, The Margot Price record is called Strays. I thought that meant it was going to be an outtakes record. That Seven Davis Jr. record is an EP, and uh, it had so much more to offer than that. This Bell & Sebastian record is Bell & Sebastian's first album in seven months. Uh, they, re- <laughs> <laughs> they, they recorded it in the same sessions that produced their previous record, A Bit of Previous. And it would be fair to assume that this is an outtakes record, that this is the songs that weren't strong enough to put on the previous record. And it's really anything but. This is an extremely strong selection of songs. This is Belle and Sebastian's 12th album. The band's been around since the the mid-90s, producing these exquisitely Scottish pop songs. There's a reinvigorated quality to this record. I, I was really struck by how many songs on this record have a real kick to them there's a song called I Don't Know What You See In Me that just immediately jumped out at me as one of Bell and Sebastian's best songs.
3: I don't know which way to be. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know what you see in me, but I know I'm not about to give you up. I don't know which way to
0: be. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know what you see in me, but I know I'm not bad to give you up.
2: If Bell & Sebastian records have started to run together for you, this is a great time to jump back into the stream because this is a really, really strong record.
3: I'm absolutely a Bell & Sebastian casual, but having spent a lot of time with the older records back in the day, I didn't really know what to expect from this Mm -hmm. one, but it was a pleasant surprise. The title track has a hold on me. Your head, get out of your bed, brush the cobwebs off, wash your crazy mop, dry
2: with so much care. Have you thought of this? The object of your love probably don't exist. thing hole in the sky.
3: real like it's it's this gorgeous optimistic song like sonically you could put it on on a mixtape right after like kate bush's eat the music and it Mm. would fit it would fit right in you know what i mean it has that same uplifting quality i thought this was a gorgeous set of songs that you know i wasn't checking for a bell and sebastian record but this this a lot of these songs really caught me they're they're well-crafted and it was a nice, pleasant surprise.
0: I'll just say it. I think this is the best thing they've done in years. Going even go even including when you go all the way back seven months ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I, I was just I was kind of floored by it. You know, like where have you been keeping these songs?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with John that I think, like for me, I'm not a Bell and casual. I was a, a newcomer. I've never gotten around to checking out this band, and they surprised me a lot more than I was expecting them to. I think they sounded a lot groovier than I thought they would and you know it's really cool to see uh, as like kind of a younger listener the reverse influence of a band where you like I said uh, listening to the song Do You Follow I was like oh I bet Michelle Zahner from Japanese Breakfast likes that song and you know maybe (laughs) she has been influenced by some of the work of Bill and Sebastian in the past so it's always really cool to trace those threads in reverse.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. And Stephen, to your point about what a kick this whole record has, I just thought it sounds so youthful, Mm -hmm. just youthful and vibrant. And there's just, yeah, you know.
2: I think it sounds youthful and vibrant, but I also think this is a record that really comes from the perspective of people who've lived a while. The lyrics, if you read, just like spend some time reading the lyric sheet from this record... It's full of advice and kind of compassionate advice and understanding. So it, it kind of is meeting at that, at that perfect point between, like, the energy of youth and the perspective of a middle-aged fop. Like, 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 like you and me, Robin. What? <laughs>
0: Speak for yourself, Thompson. We're late middle-aged. <laughs> I'm way past middle age. Belle and Sebastian back with one of their all-time best, I think. The album is called Late Developers. Another one out today that we're loving comes from the jazz trumpeter Derek Gardner. His new one with the Jazz Prophets is called Pan Africa. This cut is called The Sixth Village.
3: Derek Garner is a renowned jazz trumpeter, composer, and band leader. And this album, Pan Africa, was really a delight to dig into. These days we hear a lot of rhetoric around jazz as an American music, which it is, but it's Black American music. And jazz is also a musical innovation that's founded on and deeply connected to the cultural history of Africa. So, on this album, they're speaking to that connection between the African diaspora, jazz, continental Africa. It's all connected. And it's interesting because this connection throughout these compositions, you know, they're not only exploring this thematically on the, the song titles and, and that sort of thing, but they're musically playing out and illustrating these connections within the music itself. The band is like smoking, That their interplay together is beautiful and sensitive and, and intelligent. It's just dope, and it is like blowing me away right now.
2: I mean, this record was inspired in part by a five-week trip that Derek Gardner took his band on to Ghana, wanting everyone to get in touch with a lot of the music that's at the roots of their sound. And just listening to this record, you are hearing exactly where experience you know this is a band that's been together for 30 years meets inspiration and it's it's striking you know there there are songs that are explicitly based on the titles they are about the transatlantic slave trade and they're appropriately mournful but there's also just like an urgency and a vibrancy and at times a celebratory quality to this music
3: There's also like a regal quality Mm -hmm. to it. You know what I mean? A lot of the sound here reminds me of Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers,
0: something like that. You mentioned, John, how much you like the interplay on the record. When I first started listening, I thought, man, this album is all about the rhythms. But then you start clocking in on the, the interlocking melodies, like the way the trumpet and the trombone play these melodic lines together. they are so locked in and mm-hmm. so tight it's incredible to listen to i was wondering when i was listening to this what's everyone's just out of curiosity what's everyone's go-to sunday morning music because for me it would be this album like this mm-hmm. is the thing that i would put on a sunday morning because it says well first of all jazz is life uh but it it also just says that the world is a grand and beautiful place and everything's going to be okay does what, what do you all listen to what's your go-to sunday morning
3: I absolutely play jazz on yeah. records mm. on Sunday. That's that's kinda like back to my parents and, and when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, I think anything that provides a reset, you know, anything that anything that feels like you're kind of just Getting yourself back to a position to, to, to start another week, so a lot of instrumental music,
1: a lot of ambient
2: music, uh, a lot of any music that conveys a certain a certain warmth to it.
0: Serena, is it Nine Inch Nails or for you? <laughs> or?
1: It's a, it's no music on Sunday mornings. It's sitting outside no with music. some coffee. That's a reset. Bird song. Yep. That there's your reset. reset. So you totally you know reset. so I can metabolize the rest of the albums coming in the week. <laughs>
0: Derek Gardner and the Jazz Prophets here to reconfigure your week with the album Pan-Africa. And before we wrap up this week's show, let's take a minute to quickly share some of our personal picks for the week. Serena, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, another discovery for me this week is a debut album from a Spanish artist named Lucion. So her debut album is called Pensando Mucho y Mal. They're based in Madrid, and they make this intimate bedroom pop that actually, Robin, reminds me a lot of the singer-songwriter Dodie, whose Tiny Desk just dropped this week. And Lucian makes this acoustic pop that has a lot of ear candy in its production, a lot of electronic elements that elevate her music into something fresh.
0: Spell the name Lucian for me.
1: It is L-U-S-I-L-L... Accented O and
0: mm-hmm. Steven Serena's was
2: a discovery mine was a rediscovery of a singer-songwriter that I was really kind of into in the late aughts and then largely forgot about named Luke Doucette. Uh, he's a Canadian singer-songwriter who had a really you know a string of really great songs you know 10 15 years ago and he's been in a duo with Melissa McClelland called White Horse and they, this is their seventh record together. It's called I'm Not Crying You're Crying. I went down to
3: Division 5, local RCMP, to file a missing person's report. Well, they looked me up and down, then their eyes went to the ground. They burst out laughing, and they showed me the door. I showed the officer my tears and said I ain't seen her in years. And he said, son, do you know where it is she's at? I said I'm pretty sure I do, at least the province and the town, but she swears that she ain't never coming
2: back. It's a lot of really charming country songs in the spirit of a lot of the great country records of the, of the 70s. This is a really, really strong
3: record. John. Yeah, my pick this week is a record that actually came out last week. Uh, it's Jamie Cornelia. And her album Art School Dropout. What you trying
2: to do with Heard is Archie saying What you trying to do with it? I just had to learn to be you. All I ever known was do it yourself. All I ever had was me and my dogs. All I ever did was pour my soul. Cup on the thover with all of this gold. Days got colder, I got caught out, dug from the hole. Pray to my mama and found me a glow. I had to learn how to answer to me I had to learn how to open that
3: door. Leave it Jamie Cornelia is a multi-talented rapper, a filmmaker an artist from Atlanta, and if this record were a film, it would be a coming-of-age story. On this album, we follow Jamie Cornelia on her journey from art school dropout to independent artists, you know, like living out her dreams. And this album is fun, it's colorful,
0: it's aspirational, it's fantastic i got to shout out the new obituary album for NPR's Lars Gottridge. She's loving it this week. It's called <laughs> Dying of Everything, an early contender for album title of the year, Dying of <laughs> Everything from Obituary. But I want to highlight the debut album from the Scottish singer who goes by Joseph, and that's J-O-E-S-E-F, Joseph. The album is called Permanent Damage.
2: Remember what you love before. Even when I'm on the floor Hoping in between the things I've said, a version of me your head, but I could never tell the water.
0: You keep
1: asking.
0: Joseph makes this really beautiful bedroom pop that's breezy, but also, I think, Steven what you would call blood slowing. It's also very reflective. The album Permanent Damage is about the ways that we move on from trauma, but how it also changes us sort of forever, but then how we use that change going forward. And on that note, that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks this week to Serena Turos, John Morrison, Stephen Thompson. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Thanks. Our show is produced with help from Bob Boylan, our VP for visuals and music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. If you'd like a list of everything that we played and talked about this week, you'll find it in the episode description in your podcast feed. It's also on our website at npr.org slash all songs. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest tiny desks, playlists, interviews, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well, and be sure to make time to treat yourself to lots of music.
2: But I want you.